listeners and to our friends in the land of the rising sun, Ohio, and to our listeners in Ohio, good evening. I hope you're all well after a long day of hard work. Perhaps you're satiated after a large dinner of Peking duck and rice because you haven't been able to afford to move out of Chinatown. Now you can settle in for another twisted tale of dark morality, courtesy of the only slanted radio play involving hallways since they cancelled creaky corridors. The Slanted Hallway. Oh, that's the last time I tried to do anything Shakespearean. I spilled coffee all over my cream-colored trousers, and now it's leaking into my brown socks. Ruin. Oh, Mr. Narrator, there's no use in crying over spilt coffee, especially when you have the patented stain-removing power of Gagaman's all-purpose cleaner. Gagaman's cleaning miracle formula was perfected by NASA engineers and is guaranteed to remove stains from just about anything. Place a small amount of the solution on the surface of the item you want cleaned, and in three hours it will look like new. You'll know it's working when you see the bright violet ooze discharge smoke and corrode away the filth. Use it to wash your baby's delicate skin, or remove barnacles off your schooner with ease. Gagaman's can clean anything. It ain't no gag when it's with Gagaman's all-purpose cleaner. Oh, well, excellent. Do you have some in the studio to put on my pants? Uh, no. Well, that's deeply unfortunate, just like our next door tonight here at the Slanted Hallway. As you may know, we broadcast live every week from the cultural hub of the world known as Milwaukee, a shining industrious metropolis of sight and sound and even smell that can only really be experienced and appreciated by the highest of society like me, but this beautiful city too has a dusty and dark uncleaned underside filled with crime and overweight denizens of the night. In any case, in our story's night we follow a man of the law who seeks to fight back the darkness of crime even though he's ill-equipped with a flashlight with no bulb or, or perhaps it has the batteries removed, making this a dark crime story. Basically, I'd make it more poetic, but unfortunately I have to hurry along. The coffee is completely soaked through my trousers, and I'm going to have to grab some gym shorts from the nurse's office. The Slanted Hallway presents The Smell of Crime from the files of Detective Brad Shields. This is one big filthy town that happens to be a city, too. The stench of crime this place gives off could make wood panels curl up like a bunch of those curly fries that come with the double beef deluxe at Little Mike's on 24th and South. Dollar twenty. Twelve dimes, twenty-four nickels, with a soft drink. Wonderful deal. Someday a hard rain's gonna fall on this city and wash all these lowlifes away. Maybe Sunday. I'm not really a weatherman, so I don't... I don't know. To be honest, the stench doesn't bother me either, since I was born without a sense of smell. But maybe it makes me the perfect man to clean up this apparently really smelly crime city up. I'm Detective Grant Shields, private eye, man of the law, and part-time model ship enthusiast. I've seen it all on these streets, things that would harden my heart like the exterior of a chocolate Easter bunny. This city can chew you up and spit you out on the curb, leaving you hollow like the interior of a chocolate Easter bunny. Sometimes there's cases that can bring you to your knees and make you question what is right or wrong. If there is any goodness left in this dried up, empty husk of a chocolate Easter bunny we call a world. But that's not this case. This one involves a murder over cheese money. It all started on a hazy November afternoon. 
I had just gotten back to my detective's office from church and was enjoying about three to four pounds of candy at my desk when I heard a loud, delicate, meaty fist knock on my door. It's open. Is this Detective Grant Shields' office? I don't know, Dame. What's it say on the door there? Michaels and Sons Cleaning Services. Well, that's right, doll. And just like Michaels and their sons, I'm going to clean up this town as well. Now, there are women. But then there are women that make the other women look like regular people with woman-like features. She had pearl-white legs like two large mermaid lower halves except not fishy. She's the kind of lady Reuben would go gaga to paint one of his paintings. Five feet, four inches, and 287 pounds of pure seduction. Could only imagine what she smelled like. Hopefully good. What are you writing there? Ah, nothing really important. Take a seat, Toots. I'd prefer to stand. Uh, Tootsie Log, then? Sure. Enough of these pleasantries, Detective Shields. Do you know who I am? Why, there isn't a person in all our 96.82 square miles in Milwaukee who doesn't know who you are. You're Duchess By God, the wife of dead husband, Baron By God, the fourth, the Cheese Duke of Milwaukee. Uh, my condolences, by the way. Tragic, falling into the molten cheese vats like that. You know, if they hadn't built those guardrails for children, I believe you would have lived. You have it all wrong, Detective. My husband didn't fall into those vats. He was pushed. Ah, now hold it right there, Duchess. I read those grease-smeared case files, and they didn't find no evidence of foul play at the By God Cheese Factory that evening. Even the autopsy confirmed his death was extreme cheese consumption slash drowning. But it was murder, I'm telling you. No one believes a beautiful woman in distress, but it's true. It's all part of Baron's brother, Monster Von Bigod's, wicked plot to steal the Bigod cheese empire from me. Monster has always been looking for a way to get back at his brother. And me for not sending him a Christmas card that one year. Also for shutting him out from having stock options or any other kind of ownership from his family's company, but mainly I believe he hates me over the card. Duchess, 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 this is a fantastic story you're spinning that I'd enjoy to read in a men's adventure magazine, but it just ain't the reality. You ain't got one curd of evidence. If you want evidence, here you go. I found this monogram cheesecloth on the walkway of the vets. MVB. Oh man, I'm way out of my depth here. That could be anybody. Monster Vaughn be God. Oh, yeah, right, the brother. It's the brother's cheesecloth. No, that's too easy. Listen, doll, a monogram could mean anything. MVB, most ventilated blanket. A memorable venture broadcast. Why, it could just be Muff Buff. I'll have to spend a night pouring through the dictionary, but I'll take on the case. Thank you, detective. What'll it cost? I'll pay anything. Doll, you don't gotta pay me nothing till I've decided what you already owe me. I began to really sink into this case. Brother murdering brother for a cheese empire fortune while the rug is pulled over a helpless cheese heiress. It was a pretty wild story. Some even Shakespeare would adapt, but not for some major, maybe a school production. 
Nonetheless, I needed more answers if I was going to solve this case and hand over Munster to the authorities, so no, unlike my mother's prom dress, there couldn't be any loose ends, or beer stains, or chocolate, or grass. Note to self, I really gotta ask Ma who my real father was, but that's gonna have to wait. If I was gonna get any answers, I'd have to go to my man on the street and see what the buzz is myself. Tony, what is that loud buzzing noise? Oh, that? I'm selling like beehives, 25 cents a stick. On the docks, though? Yeah, a lot of sailors enjoy the raw honey on the seven seas here. But Tony, Lake Michigan is landlocked, Tony. Further, it shares a water table and tidal pattern with Lake Huron, Tony, meaning that in a geological sense, they're not even independent bodies of water, Tony. Say, how about that? Ain't that swell? Uh, Tony, I, I wanted to ask you for a scoop. What's the word on the streets? Well, you didn't hear this from old Tony Tutos, but word is, Mrs. Hendrick's Cookie Cake Boutique is moving across the street. But it's a one-way, it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. No. Uh-huh. It's true, it's true. She's moving this April. They just raised her rent, and she's had it living on the west side of the street, which is the side the sunbeams pouring in every morning. Temperature control is key to baking. A few degrees can take all the air out of a good meringue. That's terrible news. The light's going to get in my eyes during my 3 p.m. pastry, especially from October 21st to December, and then again mid-April to June 20th. The streets are cruel and cold, Shields. I tells you, it's like they rerouted the Kenosha to Sheboygan through Akasha, because it feels like the whole town is on the wrong side of the tracks. Beehive for your troubles? Oh, I'm all right, Tony. I'm not sure anyone would help me process this pain anyway. Well, why not? Here you go, thorn out. Is there anything else you're looking for? No, I think I can call it a day for old detect. Oh yeah, the case, Tony. What have you heard about the Baron by God? The cheese whiz of Milwaukee? I heard about his death from the old grapevine, or should I say, someone just told me he got murdered. Spill it, Dutos. I don't know. I might need something to refresh my memory. Ah, shoot, Tony, I haven't got any old yearbooks. Just this sled that you loved as a boy. You left it at my house during the last police snow day. Oh, yeah, and $300. Aw, oh, geez, Grant, that's useless in helping me remember anything. I just can't stop thinking about all that money now. That's ah, okay, Tony. It happens to the best of us. I'm going to ask around the dock for more clues then. Say, whatever happened to Michael Doddity, the crate mover on Pier 11? You didn't hear? He moved up to the big leagues. Now he's moving crates professionally at some dock in Brooklyn. You're kidding. Deadly serious, just like these Africanized bees. Grant, you wouldn't happen to have an ammonia in a tube for me to smell on you, would you? All right, then maybe our Grant Shields doesn't need fancy cleaner to magically wipe away crime. Perhaps he can use some of that hard-spun detective wit and reason to solve this case. But imagine if he did. Yes, the cleaner that can dissolve a crime right in front of him. But every time he uses it, it also erases a loved one from existence. And meanwhile, and this is very important, it all takes place on the planet Mercury. Now let me write that one down. And there's the second cup of coffee I requested, spilling yet again all over the desk. Wonderful. Listeners, while I investigate what happened to the custodian's professionalism to clean on command... Let us return to Detective Shields as he dives deeper into the abyss that is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
I had spent hours walking around this town's seedy underbelly, trying to get the dirt on Munster Von By God. It went from every gross lowlife that dwells in this hovel to my Aunt Kathy. All of them spun the same story of a jealous brother committing fratricide to claim a cheese fortune for himself. It's a pretty neatly packaged story, wrapped up with little polka dot bows, perfect to hand over to the authorities for a wonderful crime and punishment themed birthday party with justice as a cookie cake from Hendrix. A very neat package indeed, but perhaps too neat for my liking. Something in my gut tells me if I had a sense of smell, something in this package stinks. For instance, this package used newspaper instead of the proper cat and doggy wrapping paper I usually get on my birthday. No, if I was going to confirm anything, I'd have to hear it from the horse's mouth himself. Munster von Bygone. But everyone I asked couldn't make heads or horse tails where he could be. So, I checked the phone book and got his address. Open up, Munster. I know you're in there. I, I see the open sign is lit. I'm sorry, sir. This is a bakery. Ah, geez. Sorry about that. I thought this was the residence of Munster von Bygod. The brother of cheese mogul Baron Bigod, who potentially murdered Baron for his company's fortune? Uh, that's the next door over, sir. Hey, thanks, pal. Wow, it seems like everyone got really ahead of me on this one. Maybe I should have paid more attention in private eye detective school. Ah, well, let's try this again. Open up, monster. I know you're in there. That's still our door, sir. Wise guy, huh? That's Detective Sir Shields to you, buddy. Grant Shields. Now, give me that scone. All right, fine. Here you go. But it's that door on the right. Now, please leave. <laughs> Oh boy, that hit the spot. I'm never going another 20 minutes without eating a baked good again. I'll let you fellas open for it. I think I got some time to kill after I solve this case, huh? We are open most weekdays with our business hours. Ah, uh, oh, jeez, what is that crazy stink? Huh? Oh, man, how do you not smell that intense old cheese odor? It's making my eyes water up. Oh, now you're pressing your luck, pal. Last person that made fun of Grant Shields like I smell got a nose full of my revolver. Jeez, I gotta stop greasing my gun with gagginments. Detective Grant Shields. Mr. Von Bygod. At last I can confront you face to face. More like face to back. Face to back? That makes no sense. What the heck could you possibly mean by that? You don't confront someone's back. That just looks and it, sounds silly. He's getting away. All right. I guess a chase is afoot. That's it, Munster. He says you can't cross. I got you dead to rights. Now, this is the end of the line, pal. You got the short end of the rope. All's well that ends well. And you're most definitely stuck in a dead end. And the end's justified. All right, all right, Detective Grant Shields. I've heard enough about my ends. But you've got it all wrong about me. I had nothing to do with my brother's untimely death by falling into those vats. Aha! 
If you weren't guilty, you wouldn't know your brother died in a very public manner. Besides, no innocent man ever just runs away from an officer of the law. Aren't you just a private eye? Don't change the subject, Munster. And get over here so I can put you in cuffs. Also, try on this neat little prisoner outfit. Let me know if it fits. I ran because word got round that a frustrated detective was shooting people who make fun of his uh, lack of smell. I saw you pull your piece on that baker and knew you must have been the guy. And you must be the guy with the third nostril, courtesy of my revolver up your nose. Dang it. Give me a minute while I find my gun and please still stay subdued. Hear me out, detective. I love my brother more than leafers enjoyed the modern art museum. His death crushed my heart and filled it with not cheese, but sadness. Baron treated me better than anyone ever did in the entire Begod family, even remembering not to send me Christmas cards because I'm Jewish. I have an alibi, too. I, I was in my palatial estate that evening having a cheese tasting with 78 guests. We're all in eating very below, which, take my word for it, is why I smell so delicious. Okay then, Munster by God, if that is your real name. It is. Then why was your monogrammed cheesecloth found at the scene of the barren death? Evidence doesn't just plan itself, you know. It's usually by people who want to frame other people for crime for, I don't know, maybe monetary benefits? Hmm, now that you mentioned it, I think Baron's wife would actually benefit greatly if both of the Begod brothers were dispatched. Hey pal, can you not shoot that pistol off while I'm trying to interrogate a suspect? I can barely hear myself think it's so loud. That takes care of that one, loose end. Bye-bye, Munster Begod. Oh no, Munster. He was my only suspect. Now it could be anyone. Thanks a lot, buddy. No, thank you, Detective Shields, for saving me the time of tracking you both down. Any last word before I send you to the great private high retirement home in the sky? As a matter of fact, I do. Please don't shoot me. Hmm. Nice try. Nice try. I had run out of options. Truly, this seemed like the end of old Detective Grant Shields. Unless a northern Bob White saw his gun and tried to swipe it from him. Which could only really happen twice in my life. And besides, they went around Lake Lanier, Georgia. No, this really might be my final case. What a bucket of fudge. What a thrilling cliffhanger to leave our heroic detective on. Will Private Eye Grant Shields escape certain death and solve the murder of the Cheese Baron of Wisconsin? Tune in next week for part two of The Smell of Crime, an ongoing series that runs for 79 parts. That can't be right. That is way too long. Tell you what, listeners, here's a quick resolution to save everyone time. He dies. See, I just saved you all several days. You're welcome. I mean, how could that have kept going for 78 more installments? It was clearly the Duchess who murdered her husband. A lot of talk of cheese on this one, which I didn't care for either.
I keep telling the writing staff they should all lose a few pounds anyway. My grandmother always told me overweight writers never catch the early worm. Tune in next week, dear listeners, to the slanted hallway for another tale of dark mystery. Like, now hear me out, like a detective who is actually a werewolf in a world of werewolves, and he has to solve the murder of Frankenstein. That one came right off the old dome. We should really think about firing those obese writers. Then I can just spin gold like that. Uh, good night.